Welcome to Cringe and Crumble, the podcast where we dive into real-life experiences and raw, unfiltered conversations about life, dating, and relationships. Join us as we share our own stories with those of our guests that will inspire you to connect with others in a new light. Whether it's overcoming heartbreak, navigating the dating world, or finding new ways to live in your truth, we've got you covered. So buckle up and let's get ready to cringe and crumble. I actually feel like my heart is beating really fast, right? Yes. Because of this topic that we have to get into. Yeah. It also doesn't help that we just came from a spin class together. Um, <laughs> and I took a pre-workout. You really did take a pre-workout for no reason. <laughs> but we have, It's all late. Like, <laughs> it really is. But no one needs to know how late it is. But uh Hello, Vanessa. Hi, Trinisha. I know how you're feeling. <laughs> I know. Uh, nervous. I'm like, mm, why are we nervous? I don't know. We're like a weird topic. We do this all the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, this topic is uh, for today. So for this episode, the name of this episode is actually Detangling the Knot, Navigating Relationship Impasses. Um, so with that being said, you're going to probably ask me a question of what do I consider an impasse? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> 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 to find him passes. <laughs> I know, like, it's so funny when we sit down and we have to create all these different episodes. You come with these, like, fascinating topics and you're just kind of like, but what does that one word mean? Because it has to help us navigate how we're going to go through the episode. So um, an impasse is a feeling of being trapped and emotionally attached to a pers- uh, perspective that doesn't allow us to step into another stage of life. Um, it's common for couples to reach an impasse at some point in the relationship, which I like to consider like they're more like obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can seem like a roadblock in the relationship at the time. Um, and if there is no way to recover or come to an agreement or move forward f- together, that's what we can consider like an impasse. Mm-hmm. And I think on an individual level as outside of that relationship, um, it's kind of like you are not authentic or you're out of alignment with what you really need and want. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess when I thought of in past, like when after you described it to me, the first thing I thought about um, was like you're just in this relationship where the the dynamic is just stale. You're, you've become stalemates um, mm-hmm. and you're stuck in a rut really in yeah, this that's relationship yeah basically what it is these these different obstacles and there's so many different impasses that you come to mm-hmm. that you just can't seem to get out of it right because right. you're not coming to an agreement with it all right yeah so, yeah there's there's something that just the there's a the fizzle had just stopped it's the yeah. spark has just gone away. And there's some there. communication misunderstanding with that as well. Right. Um, and, but it's a part of a relationship. You know, you can mm-hmm. be married for 20 plus years and then, you know, that dynamic change and it shifts. And you don't know why it has shifted in a different way, mm-hmm. um, what's caused it. But you just know that something's changed, but mm-hmm. you're not really kind of confronting it head on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important that we speak about this because I think there's a lot of fear in long-term relationships and marriage um, that of this, right? Like there's a lot of people who are just so scared of commitment because they're scared of that rut, mm-hmm. that stale, um, that there's no more spark and they feel like they're not going to be happy in that anymore. And so I think it's important that we 
speak about it, address it, talk through like certain situations and scenarios that could cause it um, and ways to like get through it. Yeah. And that's the nail on the head because when we created this episode, it was more so for like married women in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who are questioning whether um, they have outgrown their partners and whether it's time to move on. Right. Um, So, you know, with that being said, let's kind of like dive into like, what are some signs of, you know, that your relationship is going through an impasse, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some of the one of the first one is like there's lack of relationship between the two partners, right? That's most of the time that's the first sign that we typically see um, lack of communication, lack of communication. Mm-hmm. You're just going through the motions, but it's you're you're almost on like a what's it called auto auto you're on autopilot, autopilot right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're basically two ships that are basically crossing at night. You don't really talk to one another. You're just kind of doing the same mundane thing, right? Exactly. It's the schedule that you can literally put in your organizer, knowing exactly what you're going to do at six a.m. You get up, probably make your coffee, probably, mm-hmm. you know, the whole routine to where, throughout the day, how many words have you probably said to that person? Right, right, and that's supposed to be like your partner, your love of your life, like, and not that, like, every single day has to be, like, this grand love affair, you know, but sometimes, you know, you get paralyzed in that routine, and it's important to take note of that when it does happen, because one person might feel it more than the other. Yes. You know, Um, you know, having those surface-level conversations. You know, if you're just talking about weather and you're not Mm -hmm. actually getting in depth with your conversation as you used to Mm -hmm. that can be kind of like a little red flag for you Mm -hmm. um but i also feel like if that's something that's happening you should probably confront it head on yeah Yeah. um but then sometimes i could see where if you tried doing that and your partner is being probably defensive you know yeah Um, and you're just kind of like you know what let me just fall back a little bit so you're kind of kind of dimming your light for a sense just so you can be okay in this relationship. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a tough place to start <laughs> when you start feeling that impasse situation and you know, not being, you know, not being in a relationship that is always trying to move forward is gonna be difficult to stay in long term. You know, for if I'm with a partner and we're not continuously talking about growth in the relationship or future plans or future, you know, goals of ours or recalibrating, you know, it's, 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 it's just like anything that, that grows, it changes too. So we need to make sure that like, we're keeping tabs on those changes and we're keeping tabs on each other in terms of like our, our growth mindset. No, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And then also we have here, like you're actually avoiding that other person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're working overtime because you don't yep. want to have those difficult conversations yeah. or you're just kind of losing that interest. And so you kind of keep yourself busy. And you know, it's what, what really, what comes to mind is like, you remember during COVID, a lot of divorces happened, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when I think a lot of couples, they were unhappy couples to begin with, um, but they could other, they could actually go out and get distracted because you're going to work every day. You're doing all these great things. Mm-hmm. And now when you were kind of stuck in that little bubble, you you realize you don't have any more distractions. And so 
you're you're two completely different people. Yeah. And yeah. then you're really like, okay, we are really at a serious impasse because you're not the person who I thought you were. But then also you probably didn't spend as much time with that person. Um, and that person's probably outgrown you or they've changed a little bit, but you're not open for that. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes work can be such a a cover-up for the problems yeah. that really are happening at home. You know, it's everything. You blame it on work and your hours, and you're so stressed because of work, but in reality, you're just projecting through work. Yeah. So. Like, you're not happy in this relationship, but you don't want to tackle it head-on, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just one of many of the signs. And then the next one would be, like, the lack of intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, intimacy can be thought of in different ways. It doesn't have to always be physical, um, but, you know, it could just be those small gestures, right? Maybe mm-hmm. like a, a hold of your hand or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that nice little, I don't know, pat on the butt. You mm-hmm. know, you're you're not even having that anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I know like, what, you know, I, I like those little things that like make the relationship spicy <laughs> you know it's like we're you know a little a little secret pat on the butt or a little secret secret dirty joke in my ear or whatever right? that only I would understand or you know even like even like having like that protective vibe right sometimes that goes away when you're in an impasse of you know in your relationship where like I don't feel safe like I don't feel like you're protecting me as a as my as my man anymore. Like I feel alone, even though we're together. That's like, that's a, a form of lack of intimacy as well. Um, yeah, you're probably getting that feeling of like you're basically roommates, or right? Or you're like brothers and sisters now because you don't even probably even oh. talk or do anything. You're just kind of like. We're just here, yeah. you know? Like, are we turning into best friends? Because you're not my best friend. You're my man, right? Know? And then you're probably sleeping in bed. You don't even contact each other. You just turn to your side of mm-hmm. the bed, and he turns to his side of the bed, and you're just kind of like, okay, good night. See yeah. you in the morning. Yeah. You and know? that's a terrible place to be because then you start developing, like, these insecurities, these self-doubts. Like, you feel like you start feeling maybe unattractive, and it's you, and, you know, you start blaming yourself for things that are not your fault. It's, no. It's just what's going on with the relationship um and you just gotta kind of talk it through but then also you know you're probably just avoiding it as well because you know there's probably an issue and you're just like i don't want to confront it because what if it may it upsets that other person Mm -hmm, or what mm -hmm. if it actually really changed the dynamics in the relationship to where it could actually end that relationship so you'd be probably a little hesitant on those conversations yeah yeah more into that later um but then, you know, another sign is that constant fighting. Mm-hmm. Because now you probably are annoyed because you're not getting that intimacy anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, what is happening? Why are we fighting? You know, this could just be one of many different reasons, right? Right. You hold like resentment. Yeah. Like you don't find me more attractive. You don't find me attractive anymore. Is there mm-hmm. someone else, you know? Or it could be financial. Mm-hmm. Um, a financial crisis that you all are having. Or kids are in the picture, right? Right. kids, the way you raise your kids could be different than... The way that your, you know, your husband or spouse would want you right. raise the kids, um, and that always changes the dynamics a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've heard that. But yeah, I it, mean, I think the the anger and resentment comes from somewhere, right? It can start from the lack of communication. It could start. It could start from the lack of intimacy. Um, it could also be like 
maybe there were things in the beginning of your relationship that you still hold a grudge about, um, you know, old issues that keep being brought up for no, you know, for no reason, like it, it still hasn't been resolved. Um, that can create the lack of intimacy or create the the lack of communication because you don't want to talk about it anymore because you're you're over it. But someone's not over it yet. There's mm-hmm. no closure on that. Um, and it could be a past infidelity or or even like even like you know maybe you got married too soon. Maybe you got together too soon where it was only about the sex, right? And now like you realize the sex wasn't the most important part of ha- finding a partner. And now you're resenting that you're choosing, you chose a partner that's like really not for you, right? Like there's some partners that are really okay with being in the rut, right? They're really okay with being in this mundane situation because they feel safe. Whereas the opposite partner is required for them to keep moving. They need the spice. So now like, what do you do there when one is good and the other one's not? Yeah, you have to learn how to adjust to that other person. And yeah. You need to vocalize that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, let's say, for example, the husband would prefer to spend, you know, his nights in and not going out because he's got his routine. He comes home after work. Maybe he has a beer. He sits and watches television. Mm-hmm. But you may want to go out and have a date night and, mm-hmm. you know, get dressed up and, you know, be told that you're beautiful and and, you know, they just think that, well, you should already know that. So right. there's, uh, why do yeah. I have to put more effort into doing that? Mm-hmm. And I think I referenced back to when you were talking about, like, maybe you got married too young. Mm-hmm. And that's always can be an issue, too, because let's think about it. If you got married out of high school, you know, no other, no other experience besides that person. Mm-hmm. So you could probably have over years, over years, let's say like 20 years later, that you just realize, like, I haven't really experienced life the FOMO. outside of this relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then some relationships, like, you know, they get married young and they stay it forever but you're correct you may get that FOMO but then also you're just kind of like maybe I've outgrown this relationship you know maybe there's more out there for me to experience yeah um and and you're not willing to you know break out of that same routine Mm -hmm. um because you know you've just been together forever and so that's when I think about you know you know when people have been married for a very long time like really does that really comes back up and it kind of haunts you a little bit Mm -hmm. um but that's you know, it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You never really know. No, Um, you don't. And that's why, like, it's so important that you ask the right questions. I mean, for younger people, it's a little different because they're still in training, I guess you could say. Um, But, like, if you're very serious about choosing your partner, the right partner, you know, obviously you can fall in love, but you also have to ask the right questions. Like, you know, Religion, for one thing, like if we had kids, like how would we raise them? Are you religious? Are you not? Are you Buddhist? Are you Christian? Are you, you know, it's there's a whole that's like a big thing because if you're not in agreement with certain, uh, you know, things that are going to require commitment, a of, yeah, a lot of thought, <laughs> there's a lot of thought process yeah, in that. It's it, not easy, mm-hmm, it can create like. more resentment in the relationship, you know? Yeah. And And even sticking points. Yeah. And even if you didn't address those questions at the beginning, you have to be okay and comfortable with asking those questions throughout your relationship. Yeah. Like before you have kids, it's like, what's our dynamics on raising our kids? Like, Mm -hmm. are we putting the kids first? Do you, will you feel a certain different, you feel a certain type of way if the kids come first and, Mm -hmm. you know, our relationship Mm -hmm. comes last? Like you really should 
conversate at every single stage, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where it's going to be really pivotal in your relationship. Um, and so I just say the questions. You're right. Just ask the questions and see if you can build off of that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get stuck in like an impasse of like you're both just disagreeing on, for example, again, with the kids, it's like, so how do you compromise? Right. Well, that's what you're having issues with because mm-hmm. some of us have the compromise, our, yeah. It's a compromise because we're going to be standing strong in our viewpoints and not listening to the other person's viewpoint because at the end of the day, it's actually becoming kind of like a competition of who's going to like, you know, bow down to the other person. And it shouldn't be looked at that way, but that's mm-hmm. what happens sometimes in people's brains. Exactly. Yeah, um, I agree with that. With those conversations. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just like just pushing your ego aside and just really listening to that person and not allowing it to affect you mm-hmm. and thinking that you lost at something. It's just like, okay. Right. You know? But then also, you know, I think we talked about this too. Um, another sign is, you know, the feeling of resentment, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? You know, yeah. maybe that person's cheated on you in the past. Right. And you're resenting that even though you should have gotten over it. Or maybe you, you know, you were just like, I did get over it, but you really kind of didn't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one because it's, it's you know, I, we've talked about this on a separate episode where it takes a lot of work, a lot of upward, it's an upward escalator <laughs> or downward escalator going up. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's tough. It's really tough to get out of that. You know, that's that takes a lot of strength in a relationship, and it's a lot of people don't have that. No, and you and and we we have here too. Like you know, you lose interest in someone. It's yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. Some people like literally outgrow their partner. You know, sometimes if you're not on that same wavelength on that same growth path. Um, one partner is thriving, the other one's still like in stuck in, you know, mentally in their early twenties. Like that's a problem. That's a problem. You sit around playing video games all day yeah. and you should be living in the moment as opposed to spending all spending it all day online, you know? Right. Um and but you should also be okay with closing that chapter in your relationship and not hold that resentment that, you know, I can't believe I married someone like this. Um, because it's not it's not fair. Yeah, because I mean, you've like accepted him or her that way for so long. Like, you can't expect that person to change out of nowhere. Like, you've you've accepted it. Like, you've lived with it. You didn't, you know. Maybe it was voiced a couple times, but that's why, like, you need to nip those kind of things in the butt early on if they bother you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But now we, you know, but there's so many signs, right? Like, I don't even know. Like, we could keep going on and on and on. Yeah. But then it's like, when do we come to like the coping mechanisms for mm-hmm. dealing with these impasses? Um, and I think one of the big ones is we we talk about um, taking a hiatus from the marriage. You know, mm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. We talked about this in the past episode of Are you taking a break? Yeah. Just it works it's for it. some people. I mean. I know a whole person (laughs) that was married and got a divorce and then got remarried to their same husband. You know, it's some, you know, everybody's different. Every relationship is different for them. That works. You know, it's, it's very, it's different. Very expensive. Very expensive. A very expensive lesson. Yes. We couldn't just talk about this. (laughs) Right. Like, did we really need to have a whole divorce? Like, Could we and, not just go to therapy? Yeah. But we had to get a whole divorce, and mm-hmm. you really had to really miss me. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for you to be like, you know what? That was the best thing I ever had. Come back and live with me again. Right. Let's try this all over again. Yeah. But they're still happy. Yeah, they're 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 happy as a clam. I mean, it's it worked for them. I don't know, like I don't know if it work it would work for everybody. I feel like No, I don't recommend getting a divorce and getting back married again. I, I would think uh my our next <laughs> coping mechanism would be kind of like going to counseling or therapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I think that like once you're once you're divorced, mo- more likely than not you're not going to get back together. But if you do get back together, there's a big possibility you're going to get re-divorced. You know, like, are you are they start the divorce proceedings to really stick it to the person like, "Listen, I'm mm-hmm. really looking at getting a divorce." <laughs> yeah. If you don't straighten up and then that's when that other person's like, "You know what? No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't do it. Don't do it. I hear you. I know I, what is it that you want me to do?" And you become that person that you've been asking for that person to become oh, yeah. right in that moment. But it's quite sad that that person has, you have to take it all the way to that level before they're like, I appreciate you. I understand what you're talking about. Let's like work at, work at this as a team. Yeah. I mean, pressure, pressure really uh, creates diamonds. Right? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's, that's what it seems like we're trying to get to. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, you got that pressure. Okay. That's great. Please don't, please don't explode or implode on this. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it could, you know, sometimes that pressure, sometimes that, that like hiatus is, could be a positive thing, you know, where that's really, that's the whole purpose. Cause obviously in every relationship, you want to do everything you can to make it work. Um, and the hope is that it's going to be a positive outcome, but, yeah. but make sure you mm-hmm. set boundaries on this hiatus, like yeah, the time yeah. frame, mm-hmm. what is it expected? Are you allowed to see other people? Like y- you really need to make sure you sit down and say, okay, this is what we should be doing Yeah, um, with this hiatus and not think of it as just like a free hall pass and live your best life. I mean, so. yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's difficult. Yeah, this is very difficult. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult coping mechanism. Yes, it's a coping. Yeah, mm-hmm. very difficult. Um, but you know, full circle therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I think couples therapy is something that can really help both mm-hmm. parties because I always think about therapy as that third person in that relationship because yeah. you can they can mediate the whole entire situation, and I feel like the couple is more comfortable being able to speak to the therapist. Um, and say things that they feel like they are afraid to say to their partner mm-hmm. if they were just alone. Um, and they can probably get more out of that um, dynamic than if it's just both of them trying to yeah. work through it themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess wh- how I see it is, like, you if you're going to commit to therapy, you both need to, like, commit. Like, you both need 100%. to go in with the full, you know, open-mindedness of we're trying to get make a you're trying to make this work and b we're trying to get the most out of this these sessions right um having um giving it a real chance and 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 not letting it be a one-sided show no so first i I mean i think it's also proper to have a pre-therapy discussion too because it's also setting the tone for therapy like you know, hey, you know, I'm going to go into therapy and I'm probably going to say things that you're not going to like, um, but I want to, I need to say it so that we can work through it. Right. Yes. You should be able to speak your truth. Right. Um, and in both ways and not be defensive about it. Exactly. And go in with like 
a non-judgmental mindset, you know, like expect that it's going to hurt, but it's going to be for the well-being of us. Because the, the whole thing is that you, if if somebody's going in with a thought, with a, with a, with, you know, if somebody's going in discussing an issue or a problem and you see it differently, but we're both living in the same problem. So why are we seeing it differently? And that's the question we need to ask, right? We need to see if we're living in the same issue, where's the disconnect? Why am I seeing it this way and you're seeing it that way? That's what we have to work on. And that's what both partners need to go in with that kind of mindset of like problem solving, not just like defensive, like blaming, anything like that. Yeah. And and they're going to probably go in with that mindset of, defensive and and blaming uh and you're correct that they need to go in with that you know mindset of why we're having these issues and i think like i said before with the therapist they're gonna be able to pull that out of those individuals Mm -hmm. if they didn't allow that to happen with them and i and i feel like it would be the best solution if you're going through an impasse that's that's my thing if i was having any type of issue or i would definitely want to seek out that yeah Um, yeah. But just be authentic and be yourself because you, you're not in a relationship um, with a, a newbie here. There's someone who knows you inside and out. And if they're going to take it and be, you know, be defensive about mm-hmm. it, the question is, why are you being so defensive right. with my answer? Yeah, you know? it's so important to be truthful. I actually have a friend. Um, this was interesting because I I look at her now and her relationship and she's so happy She's been married for about, I think, maybe 15-ish, between 15 and 20 years, a long time. Um, she's a high school boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, went to, you know, they had high school problems, high school, you know, um, relationship problems, but they ended up getting married, having children, yada, yada. But what I discovered is that she she told me, she's like, we did not have it easy. It was super difficult. There's been plenty of times where I felt like we weren't going to make it. And she said they went into therapy, you know, and one day she's like, she just kind of like went so truthful. She came out and like, it was like word vomit. And she basically came out and she's like, this is me. I'm crazy. I come from a crazy family. You know, all of these things that would steer away any guy. I have I I need you to love me. I need you to put me first. I need I need a compl- I need to be complimented constantly. I need, you know, I'm a needy person. I'm all the things that would just kind of push away any kind of guy that has those those issues with 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 supporting their their girlfriend or wife. Um super blunt about it. She's like, "If you can't do that for me, then I'm out." Like I just I, those are the things that I need. I'm 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 really damaged. And I want that. And that completely changed the whole dynamic because then he understood her. That he list, he took the time to listen. He took the energy to go through the therapy. And he let her speak her mind without judging. And then she, and then he got it. He, it clicked. And then he was able to do the same. And then it clicked for her. And it made so much sense. Yeah, them. the miracles of therapy sometimes. Just yeah. Just vomiting it out. Well, even in therapy, that doesn't come out until one day, like, she was, like, ready to explode. She's like, I, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like, I'm just going to blur out everything. And I also think you shouldn't get to the point where you're ready to explode, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're taking that far up, um, you really should 
talk mm-hmm. it out. Like you mm-hmm. like because you may say some damaging things, not even just about yourself and how you're feeling, but to that person mm-hmm. that you can never you can never come back from that. And you don't mean it because you just been repressing, oppressing, like suppressing all of these yeah. emotions. And mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm going to lose my mind. And you word vomit it out, which is great. And it's beautiful. But mm-hmm. it's also like strategically word vomit that out, you know, or, you know, seek it out with someone else to talk to, you know before you actually kind of just throw it out on the table. But it's great because I think it, it worked in their favor. Yeah, 100%. I, 100%. But mm-hmm. I don't recommend just waiting until you explode because you think about if it came from the other side too, you'd be like, what? Why didn't you just tell me this at that at that point in that time, right? I think, but it's, it's a little challenging because I think sometimes you don't, you're still holding back because you don't, you want the relationship to work. Yeah. And you're, and it's like, you you're scared. You I know, know, yeah, it's... and that's what we're saying. The impasses are because you're afraid, like you're not being mm-hmm. authentic, and exactly. you don't know how to be authentic because you're gonna be. You're thinking that person's yeah. gonna break up with you, and that's mm-hmm. when you really gotta seek some outside cancel if you can't be yourself. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I think it's a beautiful story, but just don't explode because that's not that's not the that's not the right way to go at this. I think, but I don't think it, she exploded just from one day to another because I think it was she was trying like different things. She was trying to tell him in a way like what she needs in a nicer way and then one day you know she took the opportunity in therapy to blur it all out oh, yeah and, and that's fine because it's in therapy like that's fine i thought you were just like she just exploded no on it. no but yeah, she's in but a, she's she in kind of setting. admitted to things that she would have never admitted to and that's why i think know? therapy is a good thing for you because you're talking because nine out of ten even though you're talking to that person mm-hmm. you're not really looking at that person you're looking at the therapist because you're just like i'm gonna word out everything to you mm-hmm. because i know if i would have confronted him on my own this would not go the way that it needs to go. Right. And I th- that's why I always say it's a great kind of like power triangle when you have that therapist there because mm-hmm. what's there to lose? Because mm-hmm. this person probably wouldn't listen to me in the first place. So, right. I, I mean, it, it, sometimes it, they can, but, but yeah, yeah, most of the time, like, I think it's sa- safer it's a, yeah, <laughs> to it's do a it in front space. of a therapist. It's a safe space yeah. because when that person gets defensive, they mm-hmm. can be like, you know, the referee of like, hold on. Now they'll have them tap into their emotions as to why are you acting this way yeah because if you were just there along with that person and asked them those type of questions they'd be like so who do you think you, who do you think you are now like a therapist and you're like no but i'm just asking you right. can you tap into your emotions and they probably look at you like you're crazy yeah um yeah i think it's also important to to make sure that what's discussed to like you everything is done with compassion right because mm-hmm. you're gonna go into a a, a discussion that's gonna hurt but instead of thinking about Oh, I'm getting hurt thinking about, well, what is going through my partner's mind and soul that is making him do these things? That's making him, that's making this situation painful for him and me, right? So compassion is so critical in those kind of conversations because then you can actually put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a little bit just to, it's a learning, it's like, you're only going to gain from it. Yeah, it's a learning experience. Yeah, and you're going to gain from from having that compassion because it's it's, it's only going to lead you into more um uh, uh a better outcome. Yeah, you know? and you're going to grow in that relationship because now you've guys have really kind of figured out what makes you guys tick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um but then we can talk about, you know, friends and family. Let's say you didn't mm-hmm. want to go to therapy and you're mm-hmm. like, "You know what? Instead, I'm going to talk to my girlfriends about this or I'm going to talk to my mom and dad about this. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your thoughts on that if you're reaching out to your family? That's um, tricky. That's yeah. that's a tricky situation because yeah. 
you know, if if you're having issues with your partner and your partner's already, they know your family, like your friends, you know, everybody, they, they've accepted him. Um, you don't want to give your family a one-sided impression about your partner, if especially if you're trying to work it out. You know what I yeah. mean? If you're trying to, if you love your per, your person and you're really trying to make the relationship work, there's no need to have all that extra noise um, that, you know, from people that don't really know the situation. They only know your side of it. And it's only like a small piece of the bigger problem. Um, right. And you don't, and you yourself don't even know what the whole problem is because you haven't really come to any kind of conclusion or you haven't gone through the, the steps of, um, of that, that cathartic, like, discussion with your partner. Yet, yeah. You know? And I also, I, I wouldn't recommend that. I'm with you as well. Um, recommend going to your friends and family because it's mm -hmm. just too much static in your, you know, too much static in the room. It's too much noise because yeah. they're always going to be team you, you yep. know, like you yep. said. Mm -hmm. And then also, you think about it, you're in a relationship with that other person. And if you bring in your friends and your family, nine out of ten, that other person is going to feel very defensive that you're mm -hmm. actually sharing your personal business with other people. Yeah. And they're going to feel like, why can't you talk to me about this as opposed to going to your mom, your dad, or your or your friends? Mm -hmm. Because now it's like people feel as though, well, I know your business. They may want to confront your partner about like how they're treating you or what it is that's going on in a relationship. Because to them, it's like, well, I'm a part of this relationship too. And it's like, well, no, like mm -hmm. that's... I may have confided in you, but this is not your this is not your business, you no. know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you're right. Like if you're gonna talk to friends and family, you might just go to therapy and get the professional help that you need. And then also you gotta think about it too. Like, are some of your friends in your corner for real though? Because mm -hmm. maybe they secretly don't want you to stay with this person anyway, because maybe they're jealous of your relationship. You like you just you just really never know if you're gonna get the right advice. Right. Good advice, wrong advice, mm -hmm. uh, negative advice. Yeah, you got to be really careful about the kind of advice you're taking in. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like like you said, like they're going to be there. I mean, you you would hope that your friends and family are team you. Right. But they also will. They might lead you to selfish reasonings for making certain decisions in your in your um, relationship. Um, they only can want the best for you where, you know, if you're going to be seeking advice from somebody, you're going to want to seek advice from somebody who wants the best for both of you, who also knows your relationship goals and who knows more than what, you know, what you're telling them, you know, and most of the time that's going to be a therapist or a, a certain individual, maybe a priest or whoever, mm -hmm. um, that is, really looking out for your marriage and not just for you as a person. Yeah, as you as a team because you're yep. both a team. You're exactly. a unit and you're not just one, you're not one-sided on that. So, yeah, I, I'm i with you. I'm, I'm yeah. more therapy than friends and family. No offense. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with you too. We can have sounding boards like, I think I'm going to murder him, not not truthfully, but you know, <laughs> did something and am I in the wrong? You're like, mm -hmm. you know how you're like, am I the asshole? Mm -hmm. If you did this, you, you may want to just ask that, but like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't give all of my my relationship yeah. and it's and it's hard details. right it's hard because like you have your girlfriends your, you know your best friends and you, they, all you want to do is talk about your issues but you gotta like you gotta set a boundary definitely definitely because we're all gonna be like girl because you, you want you want them to continue loving them as as much as you do you know what i mean and and they might not you know your partner might not be a good person okay but you need to 
figure that out first. You do. You need you to know? figure that out. You can't let other people tell you that he's not a good person. That is very true. But I can tell you this story. It actually just came to my brain. <laughs> I had a friend. <laughs> actually, she wasn't a good person. <laughs> um, <laughs> long story short, she was in this relationship with a really great guy. Um, and... They had been together for, like, two years. They moved in together. Like, literally, they were on the trajectory of marriage. And I'll never forget, we went to a happy hour, and she's like, well, I need to talk to you about, you know, my boyfriend. And I was like, cool, whatever. I'll be your therapist for today. And she was like, well, you know, we're going to call him David. David hurt himself. He hurt his back, so he's a man down, so he can't go to work. Mm. And she's just like... She's like upset and she's like, why, you know, he's sitting at home and working every day and he's not out here trying to look for a job. You know, she's probably empathetic to his situation. He's got a whole like doctor's excuse as to why he can't lift anything. But she was just so negative in like how she would she would react to him. Like every day she's nagging him and telling him you need to do better. And I'm like, well, you think you can just show him a little bit of compassion because that's your that's your spouse. And right now he just really needs some. He needs someone to, like, really help him out here. And it was just like, no, I've had enough. He needs to get his life together. Well, long story short, I told her all the things that she said to me. And I was like, I would break up with you, just so you know. Because the way that you are treating this person, and if I was in that situation and the way that you're talking to me, I would break up with you, just yeah. so you know. A couple of days later, I get a call. She is bawling. This guy literally moved out of our house without even telling her. She goes home to an empty apartment. None of his things are there. And I'm like, girl, I saw that coming. <laughs> and she's like, can you come over? I can't believe this. I was like, do you remember when we sat down and you told me all of these disgusting things? Like she would just say to this guy. And uh -huh. I was like, you showed no compassion. And she's like, I just can't believe it. I was the best thing that ever happened to him. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't think I don't think you were. No. Um, and you know, and, and that and with that example, it's kind of like you really trying to ask someone, like maybe seek your friends or someone off as a sounding board or something. That mm -hmm. like, am I being empathetic? Like empathetic with this situation because it's just like you can you can be too much on one side, but then mm -hmm. also it's like. If I put myself in those shoes, I I would break up with you, and that's what he did. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't let it get to that point where you're just literally you have no type of, you know, respect for your partner. Yeah, <laughs> Because you're going to have highs and lows, and it's not like this person wanted to not, like, ever work. He just hurt himself. Like, I'm on disability for a bit. That's just like someone leaving you high and dry if you got into a car accident. Mm, I, I don't Like, really, terrible. what was the basis of your relationship? Right. 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 Um, so it's neither here nor there. Um, so then this brings us to another <laughs> thought of what if one of your coping mechanisms for an impasse is, you know, having an affair or a side piece? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an option I really want to explore. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes people in relationships feel as though they should get a hall pass. Mm -hmm. And maybe that does work for that person or that relationship. Because let's say, for instance, that, you know, in the relationship, one person likes intimacy more than the other person does. Right. right. Or maybe they're not performing and they're just like, you know what? You're not getting it for me. You should get it from someone else. Um, if that's going to be something that you need. Yeah, I mean, that's like a poly, like polyamorous lifestyle kind of deal, I feel. And I think people do it. I mean, I've seen it on the online apps on Bumble where it's like, 
a couple looking for a third just for no, I think just to save their marriage. Or, <laughs> you know, and it's sometimes I don't even uh, think I have an open relationship there. right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all everyone on Bumble with all these acronyms that you have to define, and you're like, what the heck does this yeah, acronym mean? No, um, I mean it's it's definitely an option. It definitely is an option for some people, for some couples. Absolutely, I, we, that's why we have to bring it up because it's a real thing. I mean, yeah, also, you, you know, got to think about it, too. <laughs> Will they actually get, would it actually create more problems than what you already had before? Like, mm-hmm. are you really, com- like, you're so solid in your foundation of this relationship that you can go out and do that? You really much, pretty much you're not. Because if you're seeking that and you're already in through all these impasses and you're already on, like, you know, you're on, like, bad footing here, I think going out and having a hall pass or sleeping with someone else is just kind of damage your relationship and probably you're going to break up. Yeah, I mean, on it. There's a possibility that it won't damage the relationship if you guys are in the same page of of that kind of agreement. Because if you're in a poly relationship, there's an agreement made, but both partners have to be like in, into that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like I'm not saying you're in a poly relationship, so if, uh, like the polyamorous. I'm just yeah. saying like you're just in two married people who just came you're to monogamous. this thing. Yes, you're monogamous. And they're trying something new. And you're trying something new. Yeah. Like polyamorous people, different. Like they're all like, yay, let's do this. Like this person's just kind of like... <laughs> My libido doesn't work, so how about you just go live your life and uh, figure it out, you right. know? Um, you just got to be really comfortable in your dynamics if that's going to happen. But I can kind of see that writing on the wall. Like, it's probably not going to work, but <laughs> I could be naive and think otherwise. But I know. I just know myself well enough. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be a little it. too jealous for that kind of uh, option. <laughs> I mean, also, it probably have you thinking to yourself, like, am I not – Am I not good enough? Like, you know, like if that person does that, will they look at you the same way? Or is that something they're going to continuously want to do? I don't know. That's not for me. Uh, But it's for some other people. You're opening a whole can of worms and you experience that. You could probably, you might never go back to normal again. So, you know, maybe that's what you always wanted as a polyamorous relationship. Mm. Didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. And now look at you mm-hmm. thriving. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> so, so when do we, so- when do we decide, um, like when enough is enough with this kind of, you know, relationship and, and its impasses? I think you just have to outweigh the pros and the cons of the relationship and what you're, what it is that you're actually really looking for. Right. Mm hmm. If your intuition is telling you, like, this just is not it, like, you've just hit a brick wall and you're like, I just, I can't even see you even in another another stage of our lives, um, don't go with it. But if yeah. you're open to it, I think the big thing is you have to be open to wanting this relationship to work. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a case-by-case basis. I think that... You have to really look at who you are in the relationship um, and what is happening to your values. Like, are you diminishing your values values just to make this relationship work? Mm-hmm. Um, are you like, are you seeing any changes in yourself that you that you're not liking? Okay, just to make it work. Um, and is that is the is it worth is it worth it? Is it worth it for the relationship? You know, no. are you? Like, what are you doing to yourself mentally and physically um, 
like, what are you putting yourself through men- mentally and physically to make this, you know, just to make this whole thing l- work at a, because you love so much? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really strong. I mean, it's really hard to 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 walk away, honestly. It's the hardest thing ever. I mean, I, I've, I've been in this kind of relationship. That's why it's like we're talking about this topic and it's it hits me really it hits a, a nerve with me and it's and it's a, a really soft po- it's so- a soft point sorry i'm like starting right now but because i've been there and it's really painful you know it's a it's a painful thing to decide especially when you you already had your mindset on this being a forever thing you know and you did everything that you could to 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 make this work and you just have to like find it in yourself to understand the situation for what it is you can't you can't rely on what used to be you can't rely on what you hope to be you have to look at it for exactly what it is what is it today what what's the work that's been done or lack thereof and what like what is the, the reality of it? It's, it at that point you have to ask like really you know concrete black and white questions um you know unfortunately you know, it's really difficult. You know, you have to be strong enough to walk away. And it's really difficult for people sometimes. And they get stuck in these kind of relationships for decades. I mean, mm-hmm. decades. And when I left my my long-term relationships for, for many reasons, um, this being one of them, the you know, having that, like, being stuck in that rut and finding nothing, you know, there's no, there was no more, there was no more of any of the things that I thought were going to be forever you know um it was hard you know it was I remember my mom telling me one time like you know ever since you 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 know you've been in this relationship your light has dimmed you know that was really hard to list to hear you know and I and I was one of those people where I wasn't telling my parents my issues because I wanted them to continue loving my ex the way I did you know I really wanted to make that work but they saw it you know they saw my light dim and that was really hard to hear because I've, I've always been a pretty outgoing person, uh, a, a very, you know, I was very a much of a people person and I stopped being that. I stopped being myself. You know, even when I decided, I made, I just made the decision to, to leave and I did leave and I moved across the country. I, a lot of people came to me and they're like, you're so brave. And I just, didn't understand that. I was like, how am I brave? This is not brave to me. For me, it was survival. I felt like I was dying. I didn't know myself anymore. I didn't even remember my favorite color. I didn't remember what kind of music I used to love. I don't remember like anything that I used to love about myself. So basically you became that person. I became that person. You know, and that can be a very scary place, right? Because you probably did everything and anything for that person. And to make it work. To make it work, right? And so in what you were talking about, it's like that energy that you project, like people can feed off of that and they can feel it. And your mother was on point with that. Mm -hmm. And I also think, you know, you did make a point where it's like People stay in these relationships for a very long time because sometimes you don't want to disappoint yourself, Mm -hmm. your friends, Mm -hmm. your family, no one, because you feel like you've done something and you're you're in it for the long haul. And no matter what what has to be done, you're going to make it work. But at the end of the day, like you said, if it's mentally stressing you out Mm -hmm. and you can't even figure out who you are as a person anymore, Mm -hmm. you really have to leave. And it's it's easier said than done. And you did it. But it's also like 
you know, maybe there should have been a conversation, right? But then you're afraid to have the conversation because then we're bringing someone else into the fold. Um, but it's like, you know, it, it really is up to that person right? of how you're going to handle that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, little by little towards the end, I started to come, you know, come forward a little bit because I, you know, I started to get desperate. Like I didn't know what else to do to to make myself like get out of that depression, you know, um, and nothing that was told to me was a shock. It's things that I already knew. You know, my intuition was talking to me throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole time that I was in this rut. And I, I don't know. It's just one day it clicked. One day I I opened my eyes and, you know, when people talk again, when people talk about bravery, I saw I was I was fearful. You know, I was living in fear because I felt like I was dying, you know, like not physically, but mentally, like I felt I only, I only saw death. Like I'm not going up from here. I'm only going down. And that fear of dying from depression just really, really scared me. And that's what kind of pushed me to wake up, to realize I have hopefully another 40 years of my life to live. I cannot stay here. No. And you, and you just hope that you never, ever have to go to that point mm -hmm. or get to that point to where you need to make those type of decisions. Because yeah. if you, the first ounce of depression that you are feeling, mm -hmm. you know, you have a problem. Right. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't even know what depression and was then, until I was in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but it's really great because it's like your mother helped you kind of see that light, you know, right. and she said, you know, you're, you're, you know, your light's dimmed. You should be shining bright like a diamond. Right. You know, and, and that was probably the catalyst that kind of helped you start realizing like, wait a minute, something is really wrong. Like I know something was wrong, but now the other people know, mm -hmm. like I should probably do something about this. Like, it's just not me, you know? Right. Um, but it's very brave of you to share your story. I'm super happy you're out of it. Now look at us. We're in LA thriving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one relationship at a time. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that, you know, I remember being told is like, it's okay. Like you can, you can, it, the failure of the relationship, yeah. be okay with that. It's, it's okay. okay. You did everything you could. Yeah. It's okay. You know? Like you're not, who, who are you trying to impress? Like there's no one else to impress but yourself and it's okay to, Close one chapter and yeah. allow another chapter to begin. Right. Um, you're not stuck infinitely in this one space. Uh, that's a beautiful thing of life. You only get one of them. And you should probably try and figure out the best way to live it to the fullest as much as you can. And if someone yeah. is not allowing you to be you and, and you know, and thrive, like, just forget about it. Like, that's not the person you want to you want to be with because you want to be with someone who's going to help you grow and learn and want to nurture yeah. this relationship as opposed to being one-sided and always wanting you to agree with that agree with him or her yeah and, and if, not see your viewpoints so yeah and if they don't like that you know being alone is really challenging in the beginning and it's going to be probably the hardest thing if you're that uh almost like in a codependent relationship but it'll work itself out you know it will you know being alone you came into this world alone you can probably leave out this world alone, right <laughs> yeah. that's what they always tell you yeah. um so don't feel fear that you have to have someone next to you right um and at the end of the day you're you're really not alone you have people around you you just don't know it um but with that being said i know we, it's, it's the episodes we're getting to at the end like mm -hmm. what are your final thoughts on this episode you know i think that it's it's an important thing to talk about these 
possible impasses if you're early in a relationship. You know, I think it's it's great that we're even having this platform to talk about these things. I wish I had listened to um, to other people's experiences just to even know that that's a possibility of of what can happen in a relationship and having uh, you know some kind of guidance in how to navigate. You know, um, but I think that. There should be, um, there should be important conversations that you have with your partner because in the, at the end of the day, like you're, you have a partner, um, not just a lover, but it's like, it's your, it's your life, you know, it's a partner for life. You know, like I think you had said something, a, a term you had said, um, one, one team, one dream. That's yeah. That's an amazing statement to make because that's exactly what I want. Like, I don't want to be, you know, in a relationship where the kids come first, where I love the kids more than my husband. No, I love my husband first because he's my my number one. He's my life. Like, he's going to do this thing called life with me. And then we're going to raise kids together. Like once like if you love something else more than your real partner, it's it's gonna be a really hard thing to get through life with, right? It's very so, true. Like you're you're in a partnership, you're in a unit. Like this is who you're gonna ride and die with. Right, right. right. They're the ones who and, are gonna pick you up when you're down. Yeah, you and know? you have to remember that. And it's not a competition. I think sometimes yeah. what will end up happening is there's a little jealousy, a little competition, mm-hmm. but always no, no, we're together. Yeah. Till the end. Like, you know, you have kids that it shouldn't change your dynamics. It, it, it's gonna, of course, change it a bit, but you let those kids be a part of your life. You're not gonna try to make your whole life the kids you know like if you were still going out for brunches bring those kids with you you still have your date nights bring those kids with you or leave them off with someone else just know that your union comes first the union comes first and then you can Mm -hmm. figure out how we're going to deal with these kids later right yep Mm -hmm. um and and that's the most important thing and everything you said i totally agree with but i went to leave with this one statement Mm because i really had thought about this and how do you get through the impasse right and i had wrote this down and i had to because i really wanted to say it and it's like To move through an impasse, we have to shift from trying to figure out who is right and who is wrong to noticing what is right and what is wrong with our communication process. Mm -hmm. So whenever you get to one of those, always remember that because Mm -hmm. it's really important how we communicate it Mm -hmm. um, because there can be some detrimental um, effects to that. But with that being said, I have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. I've had enough of this episode. (laughs) I have decided to get through with it. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed speaking about it. I think, um, you know, I think we all can learn from each other. And I think this was super helpful to just talk through. And even even now for me, it's like it feels nice to let it all out and be cathartic about it. There we go. And yeah. with that being said, we are done. Yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs>